0: Today's guest is Lauren Vance, and she is the lead medical esthetician at a premier new medical spa that's based in Franklin, Tennessee, which is very close to where I live. She has a background in early childhood education, but actually made a career shift because she loved helping people have healthier skin. And so she dove into becoming an esthetician. She had her own Esthetician practice for several years and then just recently came on board with a new company based in Franklin called Face It Franklin. And they are now doing medical and skin procedures for people like me who want to have healthier skin. This podcast, this conversation that I have with her is so enlightening. If you care anything about wanting to have a healthy skin as you age, which even if you don't care, you should. It is something I wish I had started caring more about a long time ago. You must listen to this episode. Men and women, you're both going to get so much out of it. It's not until the end that I ask her about men, but I can go ahead and tell you on the front end that every single thing she says throughout the entire podcast applies to men as well. So, take this seriously. It's going to help you become more physically attractive and help you feel better about your skin and the way that your skin feels. Let's dive in. Physical, intellectual, emotional, and spiritual. These are the four areas of attraction, or as as insiders like to call it, the pies. Join me, Kimberly Beam Holmes, as we speak with other experts around the world on how to become the most attractive that you can be. Create confidence and find happiness. We will teach you how. It starts with attraction and it starts now. People ask me all the time, Kimberly, which area of my pies should I focus on first? And the answer to that question is the one where you need to see the most growth. (laughs) So how do you know which area that that is? That is why I have created an attraction assessment. This free assessment is designed to help you learn what areas of attraction you should be working and focusing on first. Every area is important, but there is likely a specific area that is lowest for you and that you should focus on working on first. Because by working on the one that is the lowest and bringing that up, you will automatically start feeling better about yourself and be more attractive to the people in your life. Take the assessment to learn which area to prioritize. As you go through the assessment, you'll be able to rate yourself in every area. And then at the end, you will see which area is your lowest and which areas you're already kicking butt in because you're definitely gonna have some of those as well. This will be the foundation of your journey to becoming a more attractive person to your spouse, to your boyfriend or girlfriend, to your friends and family, but most of all, to yourself. Click the link in the show notes to take the free assessment today. Well, Lauren, I am really excited to talk to you about healthy skin. I have noticed that as I'm getting older, skin, like I never used to think about it. And now I I feel like I look in the mirror every day and I'm just like, oh my gosh, I've got to have healthier skin. So thank you for joining us to talk about this.
1: Absolutely. How
0: did you, how did you get involved in this field? So first of all, tell our listeners what it is that you do and how you got involved in this field. Yeah.
1: Okay. So I am now the lead esthetician at a brand new medical spa in Franklin. Um, the way that I kind of got into it is, it's kind of funny and it's a long story. I, I did a little bit of everything, um, started out in nursing school, went to, um, school for early childhood education, ended up leaving during my, um, student teaching. Cause I just decided that I wanted to do something else and it wasn't what I thought that it was going to be anymore. So I um, ended up starting working as a, um, freelance makeup artist for, um, weddings and TV shows and all of that kind mm. of stuff for a while. And then that kind of led me to fall in love with skin. So, um, I went to school for that. it was about nine months or so. Um, and honestly, it's, it's the perfect thing for me. It's definitely my passion. Absolutely what I was meant to do. So, um, I right out of school, I mean, I obviously had no clientele, zero books, um, was brand new, and I just decided to jump into opening my own spa suite, um, which was a big undertaking. But I knew that that would kind of force me to learn everything that I possibly could, and kind of you know get the the hurdles out quickly and early on. So I did that. It was successful, and then COVID happened, um, and you know my clients couldn't come see me anymore, and my mm-hmm. rent didn't stop. So. I ended up having to leave that, took a break from skin for a little bit during, you know, the the big part of the pandemic and um ended up getting in the medical field, which as an esthetician is it's not easy. Um most people think esthetician and they think spa, day spa, um and just to relax. But I kind of want to I'm more into changing people's skin and, and how they feel about themselves. So Um, The medical field is the way to go for me. And then this place opened up a couple months ago.
0: So That's awesome. So what is the difference between an esthetician and a dermatologist?
1: So a big one. Um, A dermatologist is obviously somebody that went to school, um, has their doctor degree, everything like that. I obviously don't have that. So um, that's kind of a big thing. Um, For most medical spas, you have a medical director that... I mean, really could be any kind of MD. A lot of times it's a dermatologist. Um, Dermatologists also hire estheticians in their office just because what we do is so totally different. So dermatologist is one that's going to, um, they're kind of into more of the quick fix being in the medical field. You know, they, they want to get you the results that you want really quickly. A lot of times that can lead to Mm -hmm. medication, stuff like that. Um, in a sense, I kind of like to say aesthetics is more Mm. of the holistic side. And I use that term very lightly. Um, But with aesthetics, I like to figure out exactly what the root cause is to the issues in your skin. Not saying that dermatologists don't do that. It's just taking a different approach. So I want to break down your diet every day. I want to break down the stressors in your life, what laundry detergent you're using, things like that, that I, I have the luxury of being able to take time and, and learn my client's skin, um, you know, over periods of facials or treatments and whatever that may be. Um, but yeah, the big thing is, is I'm, I'm not a doctor, um, but I, I do study the skin day. What are the most
0: common reasons that people come into your practice or come in to see an esthetician? What are, what are the things they're struggling with, with their skin?
1: Mainly my two, well, I would say my three big things are acne, aging, and rosacea. Um, A lot of people are now finding franklin nashville area that are moving from california totally different types of heat and environment and everything like that so it is causing people to have hypersensitive skin that's very dry and um you know i kind of lump them in the same category as my rosacea so their treatments are a lot of the same um very sensitive very dry skin redness irritation prone everything like that i see that a ton Um, my other one is acne. So acne can range from anywhere from, you know, 12 year old clients that are starting periods and, and hormonal changes and everything like that all the way up to, Hmm. you know, post menopause. Um, so the range for that is it's really, it changes with every single client. Um, acne is a big one that I take care of. I kind of, that's kind of like my passion is, is the acne. I, I know that it's, you know, difficult for everything to, for everyone to, um, you know, find their confidence and everything like that when they're dealing with their skin. So that's a big thing for me. Um, and then anti-aging, everybody, everybody's going to age regardless of if you want to or not, it's going to happen. And with that, our skin changes. A lot of times I see women that are men that come in and, you know, when they're younger and when you would, expect to have some kind of acne they're totally fine and then they get older and we go through a hormonal shift and their skin is breaking out and they've never dealt with that before so on the flip side of that i also see teenagers that struggled with it mm-hmm. you know years ago and now they're fine so
0: so what so let's talk about each of these a little bit more in depth so if someone comes in and realizing i that this is not medical advice. This is just what you may do for a client who comes in. So if someone comes in with acne, what are some of the things you're going to be looking for asking them about and maybe encouraging them to do to help with their acne?
1: Yeah. So basically when I take on an acne client, I like to, and it sounds kind of harsh, but in the very beginning I like to go over with my clients, um, just as much as they're putting their trust into me, I'm putting my trust into them. So I can only do so much on my facial bed and with treatments. A lot of it's going to come from home care and, and being diligent and what I'm asking you to do. So that's kind of a big conversation that I have with my clients. Um, you know, you're, you're kind of, you're wearing my, my career on your face. And so, um, you know i i want them to be able to take it seriously as well most of them do um and so after i kind of you know get that out of the way and we go over your typical client health questionnaire i kind of like to dig deeper into that um a lot of times with my teen clients and everything they, they are more prone to you know driving through the fast food line um going from school to practice or you know just don't have time to really think about what we're putting in our bodies. And most people, when they come in to see me, don't realize that that's a big portion of our acne is what are we eating? Um, a lot of times I can take a look at a client before I even touch their skin and tell you exactly what their trigger is. And nine wow. times out of 10, I'm right. And so dairy is a, dairy is a huge one. Um, and I can, I can even tell if, if it is dairy and they're telling me that, they don't eat that. And I know that they do. And then, you know, their mom pulls me aside later, like, actually, they drink three glasses of chocolate milk a day. I can tell that. So um,
0: a hmm. lot of times
1: with food, you see it on your cheeks. Um, stress is kind of more in the forehead area. And then hormones is, you know, down around the chin and the jawline and everything like that. So I it's, acne on our face kind of plays a roadmap. I can, I can tell and, you know, kind of figure out exactly what the trigger is. Um, there's also a ton of things that, you know, we don't think about that can cause our acne. And that's another thing. That's another big difference between estheticians and dermatologists. I want to sit down with you and I want to figure out the ins and outs of your day. And just by asking certain questions, I can tell hey, this could be a trigger for you also, even if you're not thinking that it could be. So um, a big one that I like to tell people is don't use fabric softener. Um, Fabric softener has a lot of chemicals and oils and stuff like that in it that, you know, when we sleep at night, it's rubbing all on your face on your pillowcases. Um, Using different pillowcases such as silk, it breathes way better than cotton does. Making sure that we're washing our sheets multiple times a week. getting your daily water intake in um celery juicing is a big thing it tastes terrible um, <laughs> I can tell my clients all day every day that they need to be celery juicing will you ever catch me doing that probably not and I'll be upfront and honest with you but but um, they need to they need to <laughs> um yeah so I tell people you know stick one stalk of celery in the fridge put it in your juicer morning of or the morning you wake up Juice it, drink it really quickly, as fast as you can. You can chase it with water. That's literally it for 30 minutes. And then um, you can continue on with everything else that you're going to eat throughout, throughout the day. So, what but is
0: why? Why celery juice? So what does it do?
1: Celery has certain antioxidants and vitamins and minerals and everything in it that our skin needs to perfect itself. So, that is one that really helps to kind of give you like a full gut cleanse, but at the same time, cleanse your skin. So, um, you know, going back to talking about foods, when we intake certain foods, a lot of people, it's kind of, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but I have a lot of people that are lactose intolerant, that still eat a ton of dairy and it's going to irritate our skin even more just because they have that certain sensitivity. So with celery juice, celery also works with gut health. Your gut health shows mainly on your face and on your skin. So um, it kind of helps to cleanse everything out, kind of give you like a reboost for the day. Um, and kind of act as like a probiotic that, you know, is just through celery. So can you, it's kind of really can you cool. Eat the celery. Do you have to juice it? <laughs> um, you can eat it. Most people see the most benefit from juicing it. I don't I'm not sure why it's like that. It just I guess it just kind of condenses it down and I've seen great results from it. So,
0: um, yeah, I wonder if the and fiber then, in eating it somehow like attaches some of the nutrients to
1: more, it more than likely. Yes. Yeah. Um, but you know, also doing for my hormonal clients, I like to tell them, you know, go to whole foods and get an evening primrose supplement. It's kind of a big one to help even out our hormones without having to do birth control or, you know, whatever a dermatologist or your primary care would put you on. Um, and I, my main goal is I want to keep you off of Accutane. Accutane is, it's a tough drug. So, um, you know, and with acne, acne takes about three months to see a big difference in your skin. We have three months of acne built up on our skin that I can't change because it's already there. Um, so I like to tell people, don't get discouraged. It's going to take three months. It didn't come on overnight. It's not going to go away overnight. Yeah. But if you're diligent with the things that I tell you to do um, and keeping up with a skincare routine, um, that's that's super, super important. Your home care is 80%. So um, doing that and light therapy is big also. So let's talk about
0: anti-aging. This is a huge one. Yeah and probably should start when you're in your teens or twenties, right? So what are the things that you recommend for people to start doing at any age to really help their skin as not age as much? Yeah. So
1: drinking your daily amount of water is huge. Um, being careful with the types of makeup that we use and making sure that we cleanse our face every single night don't go to bed with makeup on, that's going to age you so much faster than if you would just take a couple more seconds to cleanse your skin. Um, making sure that we are still moisturizing um, and using things like hyaluronic acid and vitamin C, using SPF every day, even if you're not, SPF is going to be what's going to protect you more than anything else, um, because we start to see aging from what? Sunspots mainly. Um And people don't realize I get a lot of, well, I work a desk job or I'm a stay at home mom or, you know, I'm sitting in school all day. It doesn't matter. You're still, do you walk outside to go to your car or to pump gas or when you're driving and you have the sun beating down on your skin? A lot of times I see age spots more on the left side because that's where they drive. That's where the sun hits. And so SPF is, it's kind of a difficult thing to get people on board with sometimes. I'm um, just thinking I'm not at the beach or it's not summertime. I don't need it, but you really do. Um, not only to protect you from skin cancer, but that's a lot of the signs of aging as well. Um, do you have any favorite brands? I do. So I've kind of tried a little bit of everything. I really love mineral sunscreens. Um, it's going to be way safer for you than anything else would be. Um, Alta MD is a really good one. Um, my personal favorite, I like tinted sunscreens more than anything. It's my favorite. It's, I don't do foundation anymore. It's just tinted sunscreen. So there's a compact um, by Avene Aven and um, Illumiae. Both are my two favorite lines. So Avene makes a compact. It's tinted. It comes in two different colors. Um, and I just kind of use like a wet beauty blender and apply it on my skin. And then it's easy because you just throw it in your purse. You can reapply throughout the day instead of having to put on an actual liquid sunscreen. Liquid sunscreens are great too. Um, and both of those lines have ones that I really love. As long as it's mineral and as long as it's tinted, I'm I'm in
0: on it. It is all you. You're all about it. I So I have melasma which is probably something you see people coming into your, your clinic with, which for those of you who don't know, melasma is it's well, shoot, you should, you should explain it. All I know, I I don't know how it (laughs) happens. All I know is in the summer, especially because of UV light and heat, I will start getting, especially on my upper lip. It looks like I have a mustache, like it starts getting dark. And I, when this started happening a couple of years ago, I was like, what in the world is happening to my face, and and then I also have some spots kind of yeah. up on my forehead that that just gets darker. So it's hyperpigmentation, and and so yeah. what what they told me back then was it's not going to like you can't get rid of it. You can manage it, and you manage it through making sure your face is protected and staying out of hot heat. So, you know, if you're going to be at the beach, even if you've covered your face with sunscreen and a hat, it's still hot and it can make it worse. What are your recommendations of some, for anyone who may be dealing with melasma, melasma like myself for managing that well?
1: Yeah. So melasma is, it's typically right where you have it on your forehead and down on your jawline, chin area. That is, mostly caused from hormones. and a lot of times it is after pregnancy. Um, in the aesthetics industry, it's often called called pregnancy mask. Um, so a lot of people experience that after they have a baby. Um, a big thing for that is going to be make sure that your sunscreen is mineral. Physical will trap the heat and make your skin feel even warmer than it already is. Um, so a lot of times that can make it way worse. Um, as far as preventing it, other than wear your hat, you know, if you're at the beach or at a ball field or whatever, bring a fan with you, um, make sure that you are wearing a physical sunscreen. And then if it does happen and you, there, a lot of times there's nothing you can really do because it is hormonal and hormonal hormones are something that we're fighting all the time in the skincare industry, along with everything else that it, you know, destroys do we, There are treatments that we can do afterwards once it already happens you can laser you can do chemical peels of course you know if you are pregnant or just had a baby make sure that it's after um breastfeeding but that kind of stuff will definitely help to take the hyperpigmentation out of it um that's kind of it's kind of my best advice for that um as soon as as soon as you can get into see an esthetician or a nurse or injector or something like that. Um, somebody in this industry to be
0: able to help you, you know, mm. with that way. Laser so lasers are know. safe. The laser therapies that they talk about.
1: Yes. For hyperpigmentation for sure. Absolutely. Um, the one that we have in our clinic is the Cyton, and it's BBL, um, broadband, broadband light. Um, and that's great for any kind of hyperpigmentation.
0: So what happens skin? when someone gets laser, the laser therapy, does it make their yeah. skin peel? How does it work?
1: No. So totally different. A chemical peel, most of the time you have, you have more superficial peels and then you have stronger peels. Well, the ones that I do in every single facial that I, I ever have, um, I do a lactic acid peel. So it's not going to peel your skin, but it'll still help to kind of reset the skin and help with collagen production all of that kind of stuff. There are some that will start to really peel your skin. As far as laser goes, laser is going to make it worse before it gets better. So when we laser your skin, we are trying to, we watch for these signs in the skin that it's getting darker. Um, That's kind of how we know, okay, we've targeted that dark spot, that hyperpigmentation. What happens is a few days later, it'll start to get even darker and kind of almost turn like there's almost like it's like ash on your face. Um, so it starts to, I don't know how to explain how it looks, but it just gets kind of grainy and then it'll flake off. Um, so some people with some people's skin, you know, it takes one to two times. Some people need a little bit more and some people it's, you know, fine after the first treatment. So it's really something that I kind of like to customize for each person. Some people are too, you know, nervous to do laser and on the opposite end, some people are too nervous to do appeal. So it really kind of depends on the client.
0: Mm-hmm. You mentioned a couple of minutes ago, how important a good at home skincare routine is. So what yes. is your favorite all encompassing skincare routine from the minute someone wakes up in the morning to the time they go to bed?
1: So that kind of depends on if you're acne prone or not. Um, so for me personally, I unless you have really bad acne, I don't want you to wash your face in the morning. There's no need for it. Um, just kind of splash your face with cool water. Um, I say absolutely zero washcloths ever. It doesn't matter how much you wash them. It's going to hold in bacteria hmm. and it's just not... Nothing good comes from a washcloth. So there's actually a company um, called Clean Skin Club that I love. They have biodegradable, one-time-use face cloths. It's basically like a paper towel for your face. Um, So I love those. I use them in the mornings and at night. um, But I just, you know, get it really cold, wipe my face with the cool towel. I tell everybody to do that. Then um, I like to... Start with a vitamin C. Um, vitamin C is best for in the morning. That kind of acts as like your your anti-aging SPF booster. So that has the antioxidants in it to protect you even more from the sun. Um, so a good vitamin C. And then doing, um, I mean, depending on kind of what we're trying to target, if there are other serums I want to put you on for the daytime, yes. If not, then you can just go right into your moisturizer and your SPF. Moisturizer is super vital for absolutely everybody. And I have a lot of people that tell me, oh, my skin is oily. I don't need to do moisturizer. But what actually happens is, is that the skin will, if you're not adding more moisture on top of it, it will start to overproduce oil because the oil that your skin is feeling naturally is what it's used to. So if you add more moisturizer on top of your skin, regardless of how oily you are, Your skin will start to realize, hey, I'm overproducing oil, and it'll start to back down. So moisturizer will actually even your skin out. Um, So yeah, a good SPF, vitamin C, moisturizer in the morning, eye cream if you want it. Um, And then at nighttime, nighttime is where I want to correct everything. So daytime is protect, nighttime is correct. Um, So at nighttime, I want you to cleanse your face two times once to get off any kind of makeup, and the second time to cleanse the actual skin. Make sure there's no residual makeup, dirt, debris, anything like that on the skin. Um, And then I like to, I'm not a huge fan of toners. I think that a lot of them can strip our skin, but my favorite is by Lumiere. It's called Bright and Clear. Um, That one it's a toner, but it's not a toner. It's not stripping. It's still going to exfoliate your skin like you would want a toner to, but it's really going to focus on keeping the skin hydrated at the same time. Um, So I put pretty much everybody on that. Um, And then I like to do a hyaluronic acid um, serum, any kind of lightening agent. So kojic acid, anything like that to target your hyperpigmentation and then a moisturizer
0: and eye cream. What is your favorite moisturizers?
1: So my favorite, I have a little bit of rosacea, so I like to keep things pretty pretty calm, pretty moisturizing, um, and my skin's pretty dry. So for somebody with skin like mine, there is a moisturizer called HydraCalm, and that one is from Illumi Hay. That one is my favorite. I even like it for acne clients, um, just because a lot of times you have a lot of um, inflammation, redness in the skin. That one kind of cools everything down. Um, And then there is another one called Hydra Rich, which is really, really moisturizing for those that have really dry skin. A lot of those people that have moved here from, you know, out West, I like to put them on that um, because it kind of helps to make them feel not so dry.
0: Whatever you're wearing right now is beautiful. Your skin has (laughs) that perfect glow (laughs) to it. So are you just wearing the mineral, like your moisturizer and the mineral sunscreen?
1: That's it. Yeah. I mean, obviously I have on eyeshadow, which I I don't typically do, but I knew I was going to be on here today. So I had to, um, but yeah, my daily, my daily routine in the morning is my vitamin C, um, moisturizer, eye cream and SPF. And I do the, the compact one, um, I like the, I like the look and the feel of that one. It doesn't feel too heavy. Um,
0: so most of my clients love that one as well. What about for men? Is it the same type of skincare that they should be doing? Does it differ at all? Yes,
1: no, it doesn't. Um, my biggest thing that I tell men is quit using butt soap on your face. It's totally different. We do Mm -hmm. not need to be using body soap on our face. Um, It's way more stripping, even though I know men typically have genetically better skin. A lot of that is they're shaving, right? They shave all the time. That's giving you a really good exfoliation, which is why we dermaplane women now. Um, So that just, you know, it removes that peach fuzz, the vellus hair and the top layer of dead skin that just sits there. So men are removing that every day, every other day. Um, And so that helps to really exfoliate their skin. That's why men's skin is typically the way that it is. Men do struggle with acne. A lot of times I see blackheads on men and it's because they're not cleansing their skin with what they need to be. It's totally fine for you to be using your wife, girlfriend, anybody's skincare products. It's not going to change anything. In fact, at home, I have my fiance built a little back bar that goes right above our sink with all of my skincare products. And he uses everything that I do. So totally normal.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that that's so true. I had a, a, a friend that's a man. He's in his 50s. A couple of weeks ago, he texted me about um, skincare stuff because I had told him that I'd had some stuff done. Anyway, he said, I feel like I need to start thinking about my skin. Mm-hmm. And he's in his 50s. And I thought, you know, that's a really good point. Like he wants to... The feel better. And, yeah. and I start feeling it. I feel it now. I mean, I'm in my thirties, but you know, the texture is, it starts changing. Like it's not as soft as it was in my twenties. Speaking of softness. So let's talk about exfoliation. I probably over exfoliate. So what is your recommendation on what to use, how often to exfoliate all those things?
1: Um, I do not like any kind of scrub. I don't like anything like that. Yeah. And most people I have to kind of get them to stop using that. I know that it feels like your skin's really clean, but really what you're doing is you're completely stripping it of any kind of oil. Um, it can kind of create like little micro tears in the skin, um, which that kind of stuff we have to overcorrect. And I, I see that all the time. It makes you way too dry, way too sensitive, everything like that. So, um, the bright and clear stuff I was talking about, that's like a toner that is safe to use every morning and every night. It's going to give you the perfect amount of exfoliation that you need without making your skin too dry. So I literally do one to two pumps on like a cotton pad, wipe it over my face and that's it. Um, so I love that. Um, and that is enough to last you until you come in for a facial and you do a chemical peel or you do dermaplaning or anything like that. So dermaplaning obviously is, um, more of a physical exfoliation. So that's going to, it's going to exfoliate you. I, I can do that more here than anybody can do at home. So I like to tell people just use the bright and clear stuff. If that's all you need until you come see mm. me again.
0: How often do you recommend people come in to get facials or dermaplaning or any of your favorite? Things you think people should get?
1: People really come in about every four to eight weeks. I like to tell people kind of meet in the middle and six is kind of your sweet spot. So, um, you know, I don't want you to have to spend any more money than you, you should. So six weeks is really a good, a good range. And by that point you're kind of like, okay, I'm ready to get dermal again. Cause once you start, it's not that you have to continue to do it. It's that you like doing it. it feels good. It looks better. It, you know, your makeup, your skincare, everything goes on so much smoother. So that's a, that's a good way to get some really good exfoliation
0: without doing a scrub. Gosh. So you're saying I should throw away my scrubs?
1: I'm saying please (laughs) throw them away.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I I will do it. Well, what are the, so the final question that I'll, that I'll ask you What are some things that people maybe don't know about their skin or how to keep, take good care of our skin? I mean, you've already shared some really great things, but is there anything else that people are surprised to learn about their skin and how to take care of it that we haven't talked about?
1: Um, yes. So I'm not a fan of any kind of Clarisonics. Most people think Clarisonic or like the spin brushes or scrub, scrubby type things. People love them. Um, that's going to act as an overexfoliation and it holds so much bacteria. I don't like those. Um, not anything against clear sonic as a whole. I just, any kind of anything that can hold in bacteria is really going to age you and it's going to cause any kind of breakout impurities, acne, everything like that. Um, same with wash your makeup brushes all the time. Those hold in so much bacteria. Beauty blenders, everything like that. So, washing those about every week is is going to be super helpful.
0: <laughs> I'm sitting here thinking I need to just go sanitize my entire back. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh my goodness.
1: But once you know these things, and and everybody kind of has this. Oh my gosh, I have to change everything. Once you know it. You know, it's not a problem anymore. The problem is, is that people don't know it, and so I, I like to educate people as much as possible um, on that kind of stuff. Um, a lot of people don't know to use vitamin C. Vitamin C is going to be your best friend with anti aging, really for any skin. I started when I started using vitamin C. I think I was seventeen, um, and it's—I mean—it's so 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 helpful. Um, so
0: let me think what else was on there? vitamin C. What would you, what do you recommend? Does quality make a difference?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. A lot of people think that their skin is not going to tolerate vitamin C if they've tried it before and they got it from a drugstore or, you know, there are certain even professional lines that I don't love their vitamin C. Um, there's different forms of vitamin C. So L-ascorbic acid is the one that our skin makes naturally. Um, and so our skin loves that. It loves to get that that vitamin C acid. Um, so finding one that is L-ascorbic acid, that's at least 15%. That is going to be one that you're really going to notice a difference with. Um, and your your skin's going to tolerate it better than any other form of vitamin C. So yes, there are definitely different forms, definitely different qualities. Vitamin C is kind of where you're going to spend the most money in your skincare routine also, but it's It really is probably the most vital thing that I can get somebody on. Um, and that's something, yeah, that's something I like to, I like to have everybody do in the morning. Um, vitamin C stays in your skin to where you don't need to apply it again for 24 hours. So it's totally fine to do it in the morning. And that's kind of another little way, save money and don't apply it twice a day. You don't need it. Um, yeah, so that's a big one. Um, making sure that you, you know, come in for, for treatments. There's so many different options to, to help with any type of skincare concern. Um, and it, it really is worth it. And the earlier that you start the better.
0: do you sell any of these products through your website? Where can people find them and are they shippable?
1: Oh great. Yeah, absolutely. Or even, I mean, give me a call and I can, um, I can, I can ship things out to you. And these are products, I mean, I'm telling you, I have tried, I'm a product junkie. I've tried so many different products and so many different lines from being in the industry. And these two lines, I swear by, um, I love them. I love things that are more, you know, on the clean side, but are still going to be effective because what's the point if it's not going to help you? Um, and these are these are products that I've got all my friends, my family, I've been on them for so long now and I just, I've seen such a good difference. So yeah, but yeah, totally. You can, you can get them through us.
0: Well, Lauren, any final yeah. things that you want to say before we end? This has been an awesome conversation. I have learned so much and I'm about to go wash yeah. like 55 <laughs> things. So <laughs> any final things yes. you'd like to say?
1: Yeah. Not really that I can think of just Oh, guys, this was a big one too. Don't use makeup wipes. I have so many people that think that that cleanses their skin and it does not. So I, I can end on that. Please throw away your makeup wipes.
0: (laughs) Okay. Oh, okay. I'm glad you said that because that made me the follow-up question I wanted to ask. So you also are saying don't even use your towel to dry your face after you wash it.
1: No, no, because I can't tell you how many times I have seen my sweet fiance, get out of the shower and like, you know, dry. <laughs> he would kill me for saying this, but dry <laughs> underneath his arms or whatever, and then all the no space. Places. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> I know that, I know that you're clean, but this towel has been sitting here and it's it's holding in moisture and bacteria. And it's just gross. If you really think about it, at first, yeah, you would always grab your towel to to dry your skin, but plus, your skin. It's able to take in 80% more product when your skin is wet. So leaving it wet after you get out of the shower, you wash your face is really what you want. Just make sure that you rub everything in. Your skin's going to absorb that product so much
0: better. Mm -hmm. So maybe just let it air dry. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Oh, fascinating. And get a silk pillowcase. I heard you say that. Yes. I've been thinking and trying to decide if it's worth it for like a year. So now that I've heard it from you, it's worth it. Need to get it. Absolutely. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Lauren. I love our conversation. You are so welcome. Here are my three key pies takeaways from this episode about healthy skin with Lauren Vance. Number one, Our skin can be affected even by what we put inside of our bodies and what's going on outside of our environment. So really be aware of what we're eating, what you're eating. Is that having an effect on your skin? Is dairy causing any breakouts? Is going out into the sun without having proper skin protection affecting it? Have you moved or is the environment that you live in very dry? Is that affecting your skin? All of that has an impact on it and can help you identify what you may need to do to help your skin be healthier now. Number two, watch what you put on your face. I'm going to be buying a silk pillowcase today, as well as getting some of the products that she talked about. I've used vitamin C before in the past. I know that having a great moisturizer is absolutely vital. I've seen the difference that it has made in my own skin. And actually, right after we ended our conversation, I booked a consultation with Lauren. I'm going to be going into her office in just a couple of days and, and trying out the products that she recommended as well. The mineral sunscreens, I have used those as well in the past. I can highly, highly vouch for them. But the key is consistency in doing that. And then the third Pies takeaway that I have is drink your water. She said that so many times. Make sure you're hydrating. Your skin needs it. Our skin has a certain amount of water in it, and it needs that water in order to be healthy. So just as it's important to know what we're putting on our face, again, having that water inside of our bodies helps our skin to be healthier and it's healthy long-term. I have some friends that have some kind of water bottle they got off Amazon that is connected with their phone and will send them a notification when they need to drink more. We'll let them know how much water they've drank throughout the day. And so maybe that's something that you need to do. Or maybe if you're like me and you don't want any notifications or anything else connected to your phone because you're trying to simplify your life, then buy a water bottle that you love. Maybe it's pretty or it's just easy to carry. Something that's going to encourage you and remind you daily to drink more water. My water bottle, I lost it a couple of weeks ago and I have noticed That I haven't been drinking as much water as I need to. So today I'm adding that to my list. I am getting a new water bottle, new pillowcase, new products, new water bottle. That's what I'm taking away from this and what I'm doing in order to have healthy skin going forward. I hope you can apply some of these to your life as well. Friends, I hope you enjoyed today's show. Remember to follow It Starts With Attraction anywhere you listen to podcasts and leave us a review. The more positive reviews we get, the more positive change we can make for relationships and for individuals around the world. For show notes, updates, and the opportunity to join our email list for encouraging weekly strategies for you to become the best that you can be in all areas of your pies, go to piesuniversity.com. Again, that is piesuniversity.com. Keep working on your pies and always remember, it starts with attraction.